Do you hear that? That's the sound of over 10 billion muffed movies listeners struggling in silence with seasonal mufflessness disorder. But now, there is hope. Muffed Movies Live. Located in Chicago's Otherworld Theater, on March 1st, our caring technicians will provide you with state-of-the-art laughter induction therapy, proven not just to restore your dignity, but to help you reclaim the muffful life you deserve. Doctors Ilsa Morales and Kelsey Blackwell join Chicago's top sugar bump enthusiast, Mark Soloff, as they administer a potent, improvisational parody of Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part One. You'll laugh so hard, you might just piss your pants in half. Seats are limited, so get your tickets now. Humanitix.com, search events for muffed movies, and we'll see you on March 1st. Bring a towel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Muffed Movies. <laughs> I am your pilot, Mark Soloff. And I'm your co-pilot, Ace North. Put your seats in the upright position, everybody. It's time for the chuckle flight. We are recording this episode on Friday, April 24th, 2020. So you're probably not allowed to ride on an airplane these days, but you can fly on the sweet wings of comedy with me and Ace Andy North. That's right. Let's get into the episode. Les Miserables, part two. It is a time of strife in Paris, France. The year 1832, Jean Valjean, former convict, uh, now uh, on the run from the stern police officer Javert, who will stop at nothing to bring Jean Valjean to justice. And yet, in the midst of this, a teenage revolution of young men want to take back France from the monarchy. Will young, young love blossom? Or will it be crushed, resulting in everyone getting miserable? Smash cut to Montfermiel, which is the name of the inn. Thank you. It's the inn. You remember that famous inn where all the comedy take in this show takes place? We see a small blonde child Hello. dressed in rags dirtied in the face just mopping the floor all the urine and booze and vomit from this filthy debauched place of f- sin and unctuousness because <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh works her way around the passed out clientele just trying to clear the floor so that they can open their doors again and live the nightmare all over now you make sure you clean up that floor nothing good, okay? You want to make sure you get all that sawdust up in them um, deposits, the masculine deposits <laughs> off the flour and the brie cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes, Madame Thenardier. It's me, Cosette, this small little girl. <laughs> Are you sure that's why your voice sounds like Cosette? Are you sure I mean, you're not I'd, just thick? I wouldn't want anyone to confuse my voice with your voice. 
which would be a more convenient voice <laughs> for a for a little girl. Well, I'm only gonna be here for a little while. Plus, I got a little bit of a lilt. Maybe when you've had, maybe when you had your medicine, you'll start to feel better. Your voice <laughs> might go back to something approaching the more normal. We'll see how this plays out. <laughs> The woman scolding Cosette is none other than Madame Thenardier. Uh, just like a... She's Helena Bonham Carter. Just think of any character that Helena Bonham Carter has played, and that's wearing a corset, big crazy hair, pale as fuck, like, like doing illegal stuff with a like very, very over-it expression. Mm-hmm. Great, great actor, but you know, you know what she's doing. She's got a type. She's a real Johnny Depp. Yeah. Hey, those two should act together. Oh, wait a minute, Mark. I gotta make some phone calls. Hey! <laughs> what is it, Madame Thenardier? It's me, Cosette. <laughs> no, I'm not Madame Thenardier. Are you stupid or something? Can't you see what's before your very eyes? It's me, your half-sister, Eponine. <laughs> oh, I see, Eponine. I, I thought you looked so much like your biological mother. Madame Thenardier, except you're dressed real nice. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Eponine pulls a brass-knuckled fist out and wields it at Cosette. <clears throat> mm, excellent work there, Eponine. <laughs> you're such a smart and tough little girl. Madame Thenardier just, like, douses her biological daughter with praise. She's, like, combing her hair patting her on the shoulder, like changing her report card to all A's. Um, and just to like really twist the knife at every possible turn, she's just like scolding Cosette and telling her what a piece of garbage she is. Mm, did somebody say my name? I thought I heard my name. Mm. A coffin opens <laughs> and rising from it just as the sun has set is Monsieur Thenardier, mm. the proprietor and self-styled master of the house. Yes, me, the the proprietor of this establishment. With someone trying to wake me up, it's almost darkness. How do... How do yes, husband, is this how I sound? You Am sound I like, like a... me, except with a higher pitch. It's sort of a little goof. Mm, you see, <laughs> Madame Thenardier. Hi, I'm, I'm Madame Thenardier. I'm kind of a Ancient poiver. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Mm. The mm. two uh, rub their faces <laughs> up against each other and stick together momentarily. Mm, we must be careful, my love. Okay, why don't I go ahead and throw these doors open so that those thirsty workers outside can get to business. Hey, Cosette or whatever, why don't you walk into the cold, dangerous woods and go get us a pail of water. Oh, please, no, mother. I'm afraid. I said do it. Cosette <laughs> 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 races <laughs> off into the dark woods as Thenardier throws the doors of the inn open and the night's business begins to trickle in. Oh, hey, you guys remember this little song and dance. Um, D D Master Thenardier, played by Borat himself... <laughs> walks around and like as his customers trickle in he's just like picking their pockets left and right like taking their glasses off their faces 
He's like filling up their beer glass with his own urine. It's it's just grotesque, disgusting skin flintery. Yeah, it's really weird. This is like a really fun song in the musical, and it's big and bombastic. And then in the movie, it's just kind of weird and uncomfortable. Like, it's surprising the ways in which they, I feel like, messed up the show in this movie. It's like, yeah. it's like you take like the literally most fun, like, moment of levity from the show and are like, here, everybody, let's put fucking Borat on here with his dick out. It's like, yeah. I don't want to have Borat with his dick out, please. Okay. Pop up. I want to say... I've got a real problem with Sasha Baron Cohen's performance here because <clears throat> he does the same thing that he did in Sweeney Todd where he has one dialect for like his public persona and one for who he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, is if you watch, when he's singing Master of the House, he's doing a French accent. And that's a problem because everyone in this film is supposed to be French. <laughs> so... so he, him doing a French accent like illustrates that nobody is French in this in this movie, um, and it, it, in Sweeney Todd he's pretending to be like an Italian opera singer type charlatan, and then you go behind the scenes and you see he's just like a British uh, like cutthroat, and that's part of showing what a liar he is. But there's none of that mentioned in Les Mis because that's not part of it, um, and so it's just like almost like he's making fun of French people for no reason. Not like us. Not like but, us. But it's it's like such an illogical choice. And it, it makes a song that honestly is typically sung in a kind of Cockney way, which, I mean, okay, problematic for Cockney people. Um, and it just like, it makes it weird and dumb. I agree. Fully agreed with you. <laughs> anyway, I'm master of the house Sticking up a cat, putting all my shit into your old twat. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Oh. We kind of went from zero to 60 there, didn't we? (laughs) I mean, that's literally what Borat says in this. (laughs) I guess this is not on you. This is on on Borat. He really anchormaned this one. (laughs) Little girl. Little girl. Uh, Reverse smash cut. The woods. Oh no! Oh no! Is this a kind of like an into the woods scenario where a wolf is gonna come up and get me? No, it's not a wolf. It's just me, an old man. Oh, you look more like a wolverine, Wink. Just you could say that, Wink. I also <laughs> am somewhat of a bat man, Wink. <laughs> he winks directly at Mark. <laughs> nice. What do you want from me? All I have is this pail of water in my tiny little girl's body. <laughs> you look so much like your mother. Uh-oh. <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Cosette <laughs> creeps her hand backwards to the pistol she holds in the back of her nightgown. No, no, I think you've misconstrued me, young lady. I am simply here to fulfill a promise made to an old friend. You're Cosette? <laughs> I'm Cosette. Are you it well taken right? care of here, Cosette? No, no. Oh, well, let's fuck off then. <laughs> All right. You come live in my factory. Uh, let's check in with your parents right now, and then we'll we'll get to scooting. Oh yeah, all right. Because <laughs> that throws the bucket of water back into the well. 
it immediately freezes. No, nope. it's so cold. <laughs> Samara from the ring is trapped in that well. <laughs> Smash cut to the interior. Oh, having a good time, fucking around. Everybody likes when I touch the ground. Okay. Looking at <laughs> <laughs> the uh, bar's patrons are looking at a very enthusiastic Tenardier. <laughs> <laughs> now in the second uh, ten minutes of his ongoing performance, <laughs> rapidly uh, running out of ideas, <laughs> sniffing on a peach, peeling up a pear, uh, wondering if there me, are dear any more eclairs. Excuse what? me, dear fellow. <laughs> uh, Monsieur Thenardier steps away from his freezer. <laughs> I don't uh, mean to interrupt if you're in the middle of something, but uh, I'm wondering if I might uh, offer a deal to take this young woman off your hands. Well, uh, you want to have a deal? Wait, I, I can't do a Borat. How can, how I'm do not, I not having have a, a laugh. How do I not have a Borat in me? <clears throat> okay. Um. Um. Ex uh, pardon me, sir. Uh. I have to uh, clear my ears of all these coins I've been putting in them. Did I hear you say something about my darling Colette? Uh, Cosette. God bless you. Now, what is it you were saying? Uh, I made a promise to Cosette's mother that I would be her new guardian. So, uh, you tell me what what I need to do in order to legally adopt her from this household, and we'll be on our way. Okay. Well, uh, her mother, uh, when she gave uh, Cabret unto us, um, <clears throat> she uh, said that the man who sets the daughter f free must perform these deeds, Valiant Three. Okay. <laughs> uh, deed number one, <laughs> give me a wallet. Tenardier is uh, licking his lips uh, repeatedly as he delivers these lines. Uh, is this written down anywhere? That feels like a strange request. Uh, T'was written in a magical scroll with invisible ink. Oh, a magical scroll. Uh, <laughs> Jean Valjean hastily reaches into his pocket and takes his wallet out and hands it to Tenardier. Mm, okay, excellent. That's quest number one down. Uh, uh, quest number two, should Cosette ever find the love of her life, uh, her legal guardian has to go and pretty much fight a war. <laughs> Weird. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll just wait and see on that one. Jean Valjean is writing the rules on his hands. What if there's not a war going on at the time when she finds her true love? Then we get custody and all of the back payment we are owed. Oh, dear. Back payment, oh, you said. Yes, back. It's a pain in the back, all that payment. <laughs> I see what you mean. Uh, I'm a master with words. You should have heard my song I was singing earlier. I could reprise it if you'd like. Oh, no, I heard a good <laughs> five to seven minutes of it. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm all full up. What's the third thing that I need to do? The third quest, and perhaps most difficult, is after emerging from a lake of darkness, you must drive a nobleman to suicide. Oh, that should be easy. What? <laughs> okay, deuces. Okay, god damn. <laughs> Jean Valjean uh, says, <clears throat> turns to Cosette and takes her small hand. Ow! Oh, sorry. 
Now here, here's something that I used to do with your mother back in the day. Uh, Jean Valjean pulls out an oversized trench coat. Now I'm just going to get up on your shoulders. And we're going to make tall, tall Valjean. Here we go. And left foot, right foot, left foot. We're going to see a rated R movie, Cosette. Javert enters the inn and brushes past them. He tips his officer's hat to this tall, be-trench-coated figure. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. Good evening, <laughs> as Jean Valjean and his ward escape. <laughs> Excuse me, filthy barman. I'm, I'm looking for Jean Valjean, a notable villain. Mm, I haven't seen him. There's been a number of people through these doors tonight. You know, <clears throat> uh, innkeeper's work is never done. Perhaps I could wet your beak a little bit. Ooh, promised fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Javert looks at the camera and puts his hand over it as he loosens his collar. <laughs> Smash cut. The North Gate of Paris. Oh, finally, we made it to the capital, Andy. Who goes there? Hello? Um, uh, coachman, uh, stop here, stop here. Jean Valjean looks out the side of his stagecoach where he and Cosette uh, we're just riding. <laughs> His coachman has been forever silenced by an arrow to the heart. <laughs> Standing on top of the gates are a squadron of archers, all guarding the entrance to Paris, keeping a watchful eye for the criminal Jean Valjean. That was a warning shot. Do not come in there closer. You killed my driver, sir. And I'll kill your... Um... <laughs> The archer turns to his fellows, and they all shrug their heads. What? <laughs> he, he looks back, and the stagecoach is empty. The top hat that Jean Valjean was wearing is just spinning in the air. Wow! <laughs> I told you, you should never uh, get into a battle of wits with them. Now we got to attract them and chase them on the foot. I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> the Says French Mario. archers race <laughs> off into the darkness after the escaped prisoners smash white to the wall outside of paris cosette and jean valjean attempt to scale the high walls to get into the police controlled city and they're halfway up when they look below and see the feathery figure of javert uh scampering about at the base of the wall where could they be? I can hear their skittering little mouse-like claws all around me. <laughs> Cosette looks at her mouse-like claws in shame. <laughs> it's okay. You hey. have nothing to be ashamed of. I think they make you beautiful. <laughs> Let's dwell on this at a, a time when we're safe and sound, my noble lord. <laughs> I have an idea. Jean Valjean reaches up to a crate atop the wall labeled pumpkins? Question mark? <laughs> he pulls uh, out a decently sized gourd and drops it from the high height onto Javert's very head. Bull! What? I have been guarded. What is this? <laughs> Javert scrambles about trying to strike at whoever accosted him. Suddenly, one of his horse patrol police horses runs underneath him, scooping him up. And a blinded by pumpkin meat Javert 
gallops down the Parisian streets. Everyone shutters their windows and locks their doors in horror. It's a headless horseman, it is. <laughs> Jean Valjean and Cosette race along the streets trying to find a place to hide from the terrifying specter of Javert. <laughs> Haru! <laughs> oh, quickly, this way. Javert races into a nearby church, grabbing Cosette by the hair and pulling her along behind him. Wait, Javert? <laughs> Oh, damn it. I thought she was right behind me. <laughs> I have you now, little girl. <laughs> the pumpkin police have you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Javert turns Cosette around and finds a pumpkin in a wig? Eh? He notices a tiny fuse burning down. <laughs> the, the little pumpkin girl explodes, <laughs> sending Javert screeching across uh, the town square. Oh, he no. hits into a wall. <laughs> He hits into a wall and crumples. Above him, Le Goblin Verde (laughs) flies on his mechanical Da Vinci-like glider. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Paris is nuts. Uh, Jean Valjean and Cosette uh, race further into the city uh, looking for a place to lie low for a while. Lilo for perhaps neuf ans. What? That's French for nine years, uh, Mark. I'm not oh. surprised that you're not familiar with it. Uh, smash wipe. 1832, Paris, french Oh, boy. Andy, if you thought things were going to get better... I did. ...after the time of Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Even though there's a king on the throne, there's still a giant iniquity uh, between the rich and the poor. Hello, it's me, a child. Uh, Wait. Wait, wait, Andy. What? Set the scene. There is a mob of poor bees swarming the streets, (sighs) choking up traffic with their poor, angry (sighs) bodies. The the stagecoaches of the rich are halted. (laughs) But what's this? In the midst of all these adults is a, like a real precocious, plucky, young, like newsies type piece of shit child. Just perfect for a musical written during this era. Hey, why don't you stick it in your ear, you rich pokes? Why, why, I'll never. My stovepipe hat, give it back. Yeah, I think I'll be taking that for myself. <sighs> People like you getting stovepipe hats? Well, we ain't got a stovepipe to eat. I don't think so. Gavroche, the child revolutionary, pops the top hat onto his head and stands atop the the carriage as his fellow <laughs> poors rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> the poors feast on the tender meat of the, <laughs> the fat cat aristocrat. <laughs> We see uh, two very British gentlemen standing atop their balcony, surveying the devastation. I say, Nigel, glad we didn't take the old stagecoach for a, a spin around the town today. That's right, Pork Whistle. I think I'll be taking my personal helicopter home from here. Wait a minute. Deeper into their shared apartment, the Da Vinci-style Goblin Verde glider stashed behind a changing curtain. 
Det er jo en kunde sove på, USA. Smash cut. Ah, <laughs> oh, the lore grows thicker and deeper like a luxurious beard. Angel um, Ross. It's me. Angel, <laughs> Angel Ross. Angel Ross. This Angel was the guy whose Ross. name I remembered earlier. Remember? Angel, how did it? How could you ever remember that name? Angel Ross. It's like it's like an elf from the Cimmerillion. It's yeah. I don't know if Angel Ross is a popular name in France, but it is like like someone just mashed various letters together to my untrained eye. Angel Ross, you know I love you so. Angel Ross. Angel Ross, a curly-haired hobbit who's pretty commanding stands atop of a rich person's caravan and yells about the inequities and the rich and how the king sucks mark the first rule of uh, the first rule of screenwriting is show don't tell oh sorry. i need you to make an impassioned speech about those fat cats <laughs> on wall street unless you okay. can't because in real life you love them too much no, 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 no. Okay. All right, prove it. Uh, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> is this is this thing on? <laughs> Greetings, humans. It is I, Angel Ra Five. <laughs> you must have seen all of the poor people in town. I, a human, am fed up. Take and off your my... top, Angel Ross. Okay. <laughs> I will show, not tell. <laughs> and Joros uh, unbuttons his shirt and pulls it off, and it comes off like as one stiff sort of plasticky garment. <laughs> there goes my real shirt, revealing my real human skin torso. And Joros removes the front half of his shirt. The back half falls off. <laughs> of its as own I was accord. saying. My human heart burns with rage at all of these fat cats. And I don't mean felines. We've eaten those. Eh, my fellow poor? Yeah! <laughs> the poor anyway, uh, raise their pitchforks in solidarity. Look, enough of my jibber-jabber. I am just here to introduce my main man, <laughs> DJ Marius. He's going to tell you a little bit about his opinions of the monarchy. Hello, the French. <laughs> we got any poor people out there? Enjoras wheels off. <laughs> Thank you, Enjoras. Uh, so it looks like you need to get a, get a buff and polish over there, buddy, huh? Morris, what are you going to say to us poor folk? All right, poor as well. I think uh, last time I checked... Uh, we're all not doing super well, are we? Huh? Uh, no, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, last time I opened up my wallet to get out a couple of francs for a croissant, a uh, moth flew out of there. <laughs> a moth! A hand of God, it's a moth! So, it's so true, it's true. It's now, funny it sure doesn't seem true. fair to me that these fat cats, uh, even though uh, last I checked, there aren't any fat cats left around here because we ate them all, am I right, everybody? But it doesn't seem fair. Everyone, <laughs> everyone laughs, but Angel Ross <laughs> turns down at his scribbled notes. 
wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm thinking is, why don't we all get together, head up to the palace, and tell these guys uh, what we think of them. How's that sound? Yeah, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> uh, I think you've got the wrong country there, poor people. Oh? The entire mob of poor people turns as one, and they see breasting the hillside is none other than the cavalry of police horse cops led by Javert. Why don't you break this rabble up, horse cops? <laughs> I say yay. <laughs> says one of the horse cops and they what follows is just the harshest most real police brutality against these like poor urchins just like these horses standing on their back legs swinging their batons wearing full riot gear just breaking bones spraying down people with high powered hoses tickling people under the arms until they pee peeing on people <laughs> Until they tickle. <laughs> Tickling themselves under the arms so that they can pee on people. Yeah. It's sweet. Smash cut. It's Marius's room. How do we Pretty know that cool. this is Marius's room? Because like, he's grabbing stuff from it. And there's a poster of uh, Stevie Nicks on the wall. Yeah, and also from this location, he can access his inventory. That's right. He checks and he has got one bottle, um, 150 copper pieces. And a broken knife. What's he going to do with these? He needs to find a bronze key in order to get into General Lamarck's house. Yeah, he will. But first, he's going to need to find the blacksmith. That's right. I can't do anything with that. (laughs) We've got a lot of rebuilding to do. (laughs) Oh, Eponine! You scared the life out of me there, sweetheart. Are you scared the life out of me, you big hot throb? It's me, Eponine Thenardier. You might remember me from my piece of shit parents. (laughs) I sure do, Eponine. Listen, I'm a little bit busy right now. I gotta get over to General Lamarck's house and help plan the revolution. Uh, Oh, you getting busy in here? Well, that's not too fun if you're alone. Hey, did you like the way that I happened to cinch my latest corset like three inches tighter than I ought to? (laughs) Yeah, you want to be careful with that, Eponine. You know, I've always looked at you as kind of like a little sister, and I want to make sure that you're taken care of. Why don't you loosen that Uh, corset up a little bit? (laughs) I want to make uh, sure you can breathe. Yeah, well, it's hard to breathe around you, Marius. Where are you going? Hey, wait a minute. What's that? What? Marius looks out his window. And sees a strange face. <laughs> what's that? <coughs> hey, what's that? A woman? Holy oh cow! Go- oh my god! No, <laughs> it's the goblin Verd. M- Marius, hold me. <laughs> Marius puts an entire hand over Eponine's face and pushes her gently but firmly aside. <laughs> he leaps out the window onto the green goblin. I say, what? What? What crockery is this? I'm out doing my crimes. <laughs> You're done for the day, old chum. I think you've you, you caused ne- enough trouble in the streets for these poor people. You'll never stop me, Webslinger. <laughs> Marius uh, punches the green goblin in the face and attempts to release his uh, web rockets, but he realizes he's left his shooters back in his apartment. Hoof! Ah, poor wizard! <laughs> <laughs> we'll call uh, today a draw. 
Le Goblin Verde lands in a um, French river. You're going to see a lot more of those. You could just say the Seine, as long as you remember the Seine. Ah, yeah. The, it's the Seine, everybody. Sorry. It's the Seine. Guys, he lands the in the Tigris. Oh, boy. As long as we're, like, throwing our river dicks around. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be able to cross me, the river dicks. <laughs> Excuse me. The talking I've come, river. <laughs> I've come to claim this entire river. <laughs> Remember me, motherfucker? <laughs> no, you have no power here, old man. Return from whence you came. Now, smash cut. <laughs> on the street. People on the street. Uh... Marius dives out of his apartment um, and catches a glimpse of Cosette, who is just putting away some of her latest purchases into her Bloomingdale's bag and handing them to her father figure, Jean Valjean. She turns over her shoulder and sees the beautiful eyes of Mr. Marius, a.k.a. Spider Holm. <laughs> Jimmy Christmas, that, what a dame. Isn't that the word for man in French? Spider. Uh, um. <laughs> what is spider? Uh, that's a good question. What is spider in French? Spider. Araignée. Araignée? Oh, like arachnid? I guess so. So it's like... L'homme d'araignée would be the closest <laughs> thing. L'homme de araignée, l'homme de araignée, crazy neighborhood, l'homme de l'araignée. Spin the web, like the spark. <laughs> Set your fucking toit on fire. Wait! From the street corner, uh, playing his uh, organ, <laughs> is uh, Monsieur Thenardier making up his famous <laughs> musical improv songs. Everybody loves that Thenardier. <laughs> Batman. Mm, I beg your pardon, <coughs> my gracious lord and lady, but I was just wondering if you had a little bit of cash to spare for. For a beggar who was down... Wait just a goddamn minute. What is it? Says Jean Valjean as well, he approaches Monsieur Thenardier. I recognize you from just a smackerel ago. Just a little whisper of a, in the past. Mm, your face looks familiar, sir. Surely you must be mistaken. Surely you must be mis... T- g- misgiven. Miss the money. <laughs> Mr. Jean Valjean, if I presume correctly. Uh, yeah, uh, mm, fuck you. <laughs> Jean Valjean throws his batarang and hits Thenardier square Ooh. in the nose. It's it's the batarang from uh, Batman Returns, so it has like a Game Boy style uh, screen on it, and it homes in on all five of the goons that flank Thenardier, hitting each one of them at a time. Ding, ding, it's ding, just ding, ding. a it's just about to hit Madame Thenardier when her tiny French poodle jumps up and grabs it in mid-flight. Oh, 
Nobody's gonna hit me. I'm a lady. I do the hitting. Madame Thenardier <laughs> punches Jean Valjean real hard in the sternum, knocking the wind out of him. He sprawls backwards into the arms of <gasps> Javert. Buck, buck. Eh, it is the early bird come to catch a worm. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not a bird. Anyway, um, excuse me, uh, noble landed gentry. I have to push past you and get at these filthy innkeep urchins. Oh, Javert yes. Don't let us Jean Valjean uh, aside. Don't let us hold you up. Just a, a really tall Frenchman heading off. <laughs> Jean Valjean hastily tries to pull an oversized trench coat from his pocket and clamber on his daughter's shoulders. Dad! Shut up! Giddy up! <laughs> um, they horsey off uh, into the distance as uh, Javert... Uh, Closes the gap between him and the Borat family. Ooh, uh, I'm seeing stars. There's little Jean Valjean flapping around in a circle around my head. What are you talking about, you stupid old poop? Ooh, I may be a stupid old poop, but I'm about to... But you remind me of a poop... I'd rather poop on a stoop than... <clears throat> what did you say your name was? <laughs> my name is Javert, remember? Nine years ago? That oh, night at the I inn, <laughs> when I let you wet your beak. <laughs> anyway, look, here's here's my card. Here's where I'm currently residing. Mm, I, you're living rent-free in my dreams, Mr. Javet. Okay, cool. Don't make a big thing out of it. Keep but, your nose clean. <laughs> there's one way I know to make sure my nose is clean. Give a little dipsky if you remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Your wife is right in front of us. I know. She's in it. Ooh, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> but listen, Javet, Javet. <laughs> what? That was Jean Valjean. Isn't that the boy that you've been looking for? Squawk! <laughs> Javert uh, turns on his heel um, and dashes in whatever direction it was that Jean Valjean went. Which direction was it? Damn it! Evaded again. All Javert sees are a bunch of normal poor Frenchmen and one really tall poor Frenchman, but no one matching Jean Valjean's description. He snaps oh. his fingers in dismay and turns around. Damn <laughs> Um, <clears throat> What was the Marius voice? Marius just had kind of a... like a superhero a, a Jean Valjean voice. voice. No, he has like a, uh, hey chum, like that type of punch in the Superman voice. Anyway, um, Eponine, it's me, Marius. Um, <laughs> I want to know where that lovely Cosette happens to live. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, I was like, who's Eponine? Eponine is uh, Harley Quinn. Hi. <laughs> That was good. Thank you. What do you think, Mr. Marius? What was your question? Well, Eponine, you're kind of a um, piece of garbage. Maybe you could show me where that beautiful Cosette lives. Oh, boy, you sure you want to go where she lives? She lives in a real crappy part of town. I saw a snake there once. <laughs> I'm okay with snakes. 
<laughs> Marius <laughs> licks his hands, which have snake tattoos on their palms. Oh, boy. All right. Eponine uh, shows Marius to Cosette's home. Well, pretty easy. Smash cut. The Café Moulson. That's where the revolutionaries meet. And Andy, did you know that in the book, the revolutionaries organization is called ABC? It's called what? ABC. That seems stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure in French there's like words that make that make sense. Like it's a acronym. Yeah, I wonder what it stands for. ABC. A a boy's club. (laughs) No girls allowed. (laughs) If you're a girl, you have to dress like a boy. That is basically what it is. Let's face it. This whole revolution is just an excuse for boys to get together and be rowdy. Yeah, just swing our little peckers around and shoot them in the sky. Hello, everyone. Calm down, please. Calm everyone, down. Everyone, shut up. It's our leader, Angel Roth 5. That's right. Stop swirling your peckers around. <laughs> oh. Now, we need to prioritize our mission here. I have made a 25-point list of our demands to the fat cats down on the French equivalent of Wall Street. Yay! Tell us all 25! Number one, free (laughs) rent forever. (laughs) Number two, no one is allowed to wear hats or everyone wears hats there's no that sounds appropriate. in between. Wait a minute, friends. Yeah. There's a snake in our midst. Get him. Oh, no. I've been <laughs> rumbled. Uh, Nigel, where are you? The revolutionaries <laughs> turn on the uh, disguised aristocrat and begin tearing him apart. Oh, my God. And, and Nigel was uh, knocked out in that French river where... Uh, Laom de Arachnid threw him, so he couldn't even save Pork Whistle. That's right. If only, if only we could turn back time and make today go differently. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, I don't mean to break up your little presentation. Um, but I, Marius, <clears throat> happen to have a, a little uh, jewel in my eye uh, for a, a girl who's an aristocrat, so I was thinking maybe I should drop out of the revolution. Wait a minute, Marius. Number one, did you sell your voice to a prostitute for eight <laughs> francs? <laughs> yeah, she was a, a, quite a... a a, a, a buxom prostitute who had like eight tentacles coming out from the bottom of her dress. Great deal. I have <laughs> made that deal myself several times, and you can barely even tell. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone laughs nervously. Second, you need to keep your head in the game and stop thinking with your French dick. <laughs> We've got a Mary- revolution to win. Well, that's a, that's a real pickle that you're, you're giving me here. You're really throwing the guilt on pretty hard. That's and right. Rot, and, and I need and you jo- to not throw your pickle around until this revolution <laughs> is over and done with. Am I understood, Marius? Yeah, I guess you're making a lot of sense. And a lot of francs. 
Oh, 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 oh. Everyone laughs real hard. <laughs> hey! Hey, shut you! Shut you! Oh, oh. <laughs> two two Gavroches appear in the window. I don't even think that was Gavroche's voice, but both of us at the same time. <laughs> two Gavroches appear, one in the window and one in the uh, entryway of the bar. They both lock eyes with each other. Kill the imposter! <laughs> and now shoot us both is the only way to be sure. I'm Gavroche, <laughs> I've got the top hat, remember, because I stole it earlier. And I'm Gavroche because, um, look, I don't have a scar on my body. It's fresh and clean. <laughs> uh, Gavroche, too, lifts up his shirt to reveal that he does not have a belly button. Oops. See? <laughs> and Joel Russ uh, lifts up his eye patch and his laser eye lances out, cutting the fake Gavroche in two. The fake Gavroche collapses into a foam of hot cotton candy. It was a skinwalker. I thought they were legend. <laughs> what did you have to tell us, Gavroche number one? <laughs> anyway, um... General Lamarck is dead. I love him. He's my favorite. What was the second part of what you said? He's dead. Before you finish, Gavroche, let me just say General Lamarck (laughs) is the centerpiece of our revolution. He is an aristocrat allied with us, and I'm very glad to have him on our side. Now, what news do you have from him? He is dead. Gavroche, before you finish, let me just say one more. <laughs> no, that's Smash one card. <laughs> it's Jean Valjean's house. Uh, it's evening. Jean Valjean's house, but you are invited. Everyone has Saturday morning cartoons. Did you ever watch Jean Valjean's house on Saturday mornings? You know what? I don't think that that was on our local Fox channel. Oh, it's great. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, right. Cosette is wearing her prettiest petticoats and looking out the window sadly, dreaming of Marius. Suddenly, Jean Valjean enters. Blah! Cosette. Cosette, is me, Jean Valjean. <laughs> Look, I know that you're at an age now where you're going to start to be interested in boys. Dad, you need to, first of all, knock before you come in. Okay. And second of all, I'm well past the age when I'm interested in boys. You should have had this talk with me several years ago. I'm an 18-year-old girl-ish. Wait a minute. I adopted you. Nine years passed. Uh-huh. And now you're 18? Uh-huh. So you you were nine? Probably, right? Or 12 or something. I think I'm maybe 21. I mean, <laughs> Wait, did I adopt you when you started college? Yes. As, it yeah. was pre-med. Look, it's time for you to move out. <laughs> Listen, it's hard, you know. What, it's dead, hard, dead? You know, <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> dad, tell me about what happened in your past. No, Why, were you just looking at my prison tats? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you never tell me anything about what happened to you. Okay, let's play a little game. It's called Never Ask Dad About His Criminal History. Um, now go out in the yard and pull turnips. <laughs> Ooh! Cosette stomps her foot and goes out into the yard and pulls turnips. Uh, Jean Valjean fastest. checks the daily turnip prices. <laughs> Daddy needs to do his investments. 
<laughs> Smash cut. Wait, the shut streets. up. Shut up. Ooh. Oh, my. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Smash cut of the streets of Paris. Uh, we see Eponine leading Marius. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Gee, I was just trying to narrate. I'm bringing my boyfriend to his goyal friend's house. Well, 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 Eponine. If you're not always hanging around, I I wouldn't be able to wax philosophical about how this town is going to eat itself when we have our revolution. Um, <clears throat> but I got a crush on this girl named Cosette, so let's take a brief departure and go woo her. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be your Cyrano de Bergerac, Mr. M. Oh, Eponine, you're my best pal. Well... Marius claps Eponine on the back like with the same force he would any of his male friends. Ow! Eponine has the exact same reaction that she would have had were she <laughs> one of Marius's male friends. Because he's always trying to dominate everybody with a, a harsh back clap. Yeah, I don't like Marius. He's too strong. Mm. <laughs> As an alpha myself, I resent the character. Yeah. You know, he's thick. Is he? He's dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> His ass cheeks keep clapping together and making it difficult to stealth <laughs> through the streets of Paris. Yeah. Speaking of stealthing through the streets of Paris, <laughs> the camera zooms over to Jean Valjean's yard. It is night. And Cosette, the young ingenue of this piece, walks out into the cool evening after having an argument with her father, Jean Valjean. Ah, if only Dad would tell me about his history as a criminal or whatever. I guess maybe when I'm dead, God will explain it to me? Well, wait no further, my sweet. I can explain what? to you why your father's a jerk. <laughs> What's that noise coming through yon thicket uh, <laughs> behind our graded fence? <laughs> it is the, <laughs> it's the east and Marius is the sun. <laughs> That's me. Marius? From the streets, Marius? <laughs> yes, uh, riffraff street rat, uh, but I don't buy that. <laughs> Why don't you come look closer at this uh, muscular chest? Cosette uh, walks forth as though floating through a dream, <clears throat> reaches her hands through the brambles of the hedges <laughs> and places them against Marius's exposed pectorals. Oh! <laughs> okay, Mr. M, uh... Now you, you got to see where our house is. Hey, what do you say you and I go and get some ice cream now, huh? How about you go slither back into whatever hole you came out of there, Eponine? <laughs> Marius places a hand over Eponine's entire face and pushes her down into the streets of Paris. Oof. <laughs> Streeted. All right. I'll just sneak away in, in these uh, enormous sewers, uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Eponine runs off through the, 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 the wide and spacious sewers of Paris. Oh, Marius, I feel like from the very moment we clapped eyes on each other, we were destined to be in love. <laughs> Speaking of clap... <laughs> He moves those dummy thick cheeks. <laughs> Marius Whoa. makes it clap. Uh, at the sound of that biological clapping, Jean Valjean emerges from his house. What's this? Is there a sound of someone's 
muscular cheeks. <laughs> I'd better go investigate in case it's Javert, the man who is sworn to take me down to Brown Town. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's Shit Creek <laughs> for you, layman. Smash wipe to the sewers. Eponine clambers away from the household at the same time as Javert. It's actually probably like a split screen. And then there's a meanwhile down in the sewers where Eponine runs face first into her perverted dad. <laughs> oh my, who's this young creature covered in human excrement that I cannot make out but with my hands? <laughs> Seems to be some sort of a sensual mud monster. <laughs> if only I had some sort of a method of hosing it down. Uh, ma- master of the house uh, and s- skinflint Mr. Tenardier turns to his team of assembled burglars and goons and they all chuckle about how he is sexually harassing this mystery woman <laughs> grab a grab a teats boss there will be time enough for that gentlemen i like to work on my burger from the buns up <laughs> what <laughs> hey, monsieur tenardier Come on, Dad, it's me. Don't you even recognize your own adopted daughter? God's wounds. What is this, some sort of a perverse setup? Is there a camera nearby? The fruit of my own loins come to try to seduce me like some sort of a, um, you know, Greek thing. Was there one of them Greek ones that that happened in? That's Oedipus Rex, (laughs) boss. There was a prophecy that that Oedipus' mother would marry her own son, for which she placed him on the side of Mount Olympus in the hopes that he would be uh, murdered by one of the beasts therein. However, by attempting to uh, escape her own fate, she was the one that brought it to pass. (laughs) Or whatever. Yeah, I can see someone played Magic the Gathering in junior high. (laughs) (laughs) do Do you think the myth of Oedipus is a Magic the Gathering story? I don't know, I was too busy kissing girls and stuff. <laughs> Once again, Monsieur Tenardier holds up a hand for the other goons to slap. <laughs> Boo! The, the, the lowliest, least educated henchman is the only one that's willing to not leave him hanging at this point. Still got it. <laughs> Monsieur T- <laughs> Anyway, Dad, what are you doing? Get out of the sewers. I'm here with my boyfriend. We're on a date. Uh, Maybe your boyfriend is a turd because all I see is you alone covered in muck. Uh, And as you can see from these bags that have big money symbols on them, we was just going to sensuously slink into Monsieur La Mer's house and just, ooh, pull out all of his jewels, if you know what I mean, and put them in our... Quivering sacks. Oh, no, don't do that. He ain't done nothing wrong. Plus, if you do that, my boyfriend is going to get mad and then he's going to come kick your ass. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see him try. Look, it's my secret weapon. Monsieur Tenardier pulls open his duster and inside is the shrewish and vice advocating <laughs> Madame Tenardier. Hello! <laughs> Oh no! Smash wipe to above the streets. The uh, sewer grate starts to stir 
from its slumber, uh, but is <laughs> promptly stomped on by the enormous and muscular foot of uh, Jean Valjean. <laughs> Not today, Javert. Wait, who is that down there? Dude, it's just me, Raphael. Oh, Kawabunga. No, I'm not that Raphael. I'm the actual artist. Oh, Kawabunga. <laughs> Let's get him, boys. I have a mind in my head for mischief. The Tenardiers start to clamber up the sewer grate towards Jean Valjean, who races off into the night, terrified. <laughs> wow. I thought he was going to give them what for. He can't. He's too scared. That's one thing. He's super strong, but also super scared. <laughs> That's right. He's got feet of clay. Marius, thankfully, uh, espies the crooks from the shadows and screeches in his most piercing tones. <laughs> Javert with ears like a hawk and eyes like a bat (laughs) swoops down from his perch to investigate. Wait, Javert's there? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, wait. In our version of the story, Javert's there? (laughs) Yeah, he made his well be, Andy. He's everywhere he needs to be, just like the Discover card. Don't, we're not sponsored by Discover. This episode of Mafta Movies is brought to you by terrible Scottish accents and also the Discover card. If you the could only change credit card accepted in Scotland. Would you? If you could change your fate, <laughs> would you? Oh, I can divine. Oh, me mom turned into a bear. Train spotting. <laughs> oh, three billboards outside of Kentucky. I couldn't even decipher what that one was. <laughs> I can't remember what the name of that movie was. Three billboards outside of something. Andy, is this a new record for how quickly it went off the rails? <laughs> Smash wipe! <laughs>